0: I haven't been this present probably since I was 19 years old. Like I haven't re- I feel like I haven't relaxed or unwound or let go in you know over a decade. Truly, it like breaks my heart but it's like what a what a what a gift, you know, because because I've been so caught up in the cycle of of do more, be more, Right, Elijah, God bless, like I'll do anything to survive more, uh, create more, see me more, sh- uh um I-, I have a place in this more, right? Like everything was just to like prove my own, like, uh, you know, I'm worth it. Um, more in this that I never really landed or stopped to hustle or appreciated. Uh because I was like, what more do I have to do to create, to, to be that, you know, s- sadly, that hero, to, to, to show the brown boys and girls, you know, like, look, 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 I'm here. Like, but I was, you know, really kind of driving myself into this nightmare of a place that I couldn't escape from. You know, uh, this endless, this endless, 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 you know, in Buddhism, you know, they talk about the hungry ghosts. Mm-hmm the hungry ghost will never be satisfied. Uh, And I was really going there. Uh, And I was creating not out of a place of, God, the writing I've been doing while I'm home is so beautiful because it's genuine. Because it's not out of like, I need to do more. It's out of like, oh, I love this. I'm excited to write this. This energizes me. Like this heals me in creating. Um, If creatives can get to a place where what they create, it's like regenerative. When it comes out of them, it's also healing them and nourishing them. That's a beautiful place. But When we're stuck in the cycle of I have to create to heal, to pay my rent, to to do this, to be seen more. Uh, Out, out, out. It's just like this vomiting, but nothing coming in it can become dangerous. And I feel like that was my experience for a really long time. Uh, and many artists experience, you know, that I know. Uh, so, so I'd say, how do you stay creative? You have to learn to, to rest and to sit back and to allow.
1: Welcome to the Mindful Rebel podcast, a podcast where mindfulness and leadership intersect. My name is Sean Moore and I create sacred space for personal discovery and self-exploration, whether that's through this podcast platform, design and branding services, sound healing and yoga nidra, workshop and presentation facilitation, or Gallup certified strengths coaching. In this week's episode, I have the pleasure of chatting with Christopher Rivas. Christopher Rebos is an award-winning storyteller, actor, and essayist with work on platforms such as the New York Times, Modern Love, Swipe Life, Level, and Medium. He is also a Rothschild Social Impact Fellow, filmmaker, speaker, disruptor, and creator of The Real James Bond was Dominican. His mission is to create and share stories that propel society forward and move humanity beyond where we thought we could be moved by challenging assumptions, sparking dialogue, and demanding conversation above all christopher believes in the power of telling one's own story as an essential tool for healing communication gaining freedom and radical loving transformation so welcome to this episode of the mindful rebel podcast i am excited to be in conversation with christopher rivas uh is it cool to say chris i know you know i like to to say
0: chris yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, okay Okay. (laughs) yeah
1: of course Chris, thank you for taking the time to to uh, chat with me on the podcast and um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm grateful to be here and I'm excited to, to learn.
1: <laughs> so let's hop right in. One of the, you know, I love to kind of ground the conversation to talk a little bit more about your journey and what's brought you to where you are now. But, you know, even in looking at, you know, your website and just having followed you on social media and knowing what you do, you know, you mentioned that you're a disruptor and I love that um, that title, Like, right, the, being a disruptor. Uh, can you talk to me about how that's kind of shown up for you on your journey um, as a storyteller, content creator, an actor, um, and you know, the many other ways you show up in the world, but talk to me about this idea of a disruptor and, and how that's aided you on your journey.
0: Yeah, uh, for better or for worse, I think disruption is the one of the most powerful forces on the planet. Uh, and it's no one likely has, uh, gotten great change without some sort of disruption that preceded it. Uh, like for, I mean, the most basic example is like, you know, a breakup, right? Like you break up, your heart's broken. And then all of a sudden you like see your life and you're like, Oh, I want to do this. I'm like, I want to get this together. And you become this, like, I always say when people break up, you know, I'm like, congratulations. Something dope is probably going to happen. Uh, you know, because because of this transitional energy, this disruptive energy. Uh, in addition to that, there's sort of the disruption that happens to us, but there's ways we can live our life that we can allow ourselves to be disrupted on not just big scale basis, but like these micro, these really small scales, like all the time, like on a daily basis, like right now, can I be in this conversation with you? and be so unattached to the things I think I know that I can be disrupted. That you can say something that can move me to a place I didn't know, right? And uh, in regards to storytelling, that's the narratives we have about our own life. Like this world right now, um, some people are so attached to their story, they refuse to see. Right. Mm -hmm. And then some people see a video of something we've seen millions of times, you know, of a body of color being stolen uh, and they are disrupted for whatever reason, they are disrupted. And look at all this, this, this possible change that is in process. Uh, Disruption is the most powerful force on the planet. It takes courage to allow yourself to be disrupted uh, because you might be wrong because You might see that you've been drinking the wrong Kool-Aid. And and to me, that's hand in hand with all the art and story I create. I want to create story that that can possibly disrupt you, um,
1: move you to a place that you didn't know existed. Mm. And as you talk, you know, when when we think about or talk about disruption, you know, I hear inherently this level of courage that comes from that, right? That you know, even as we are, you know, stepping away from the or kind of pivoting away from and thinking about the legacies of C.T. Vivian and John Lewis, who recently passed, you know, Mm -hmm. we think about I think about when I think about disruption, I think about the movement for civil rights, um, racial equality, um, equity, all of that work. But in that, I think it's rooted in a level of courage. Um, As as someone who hold space as a disruptor um, has that level of courage always been there or has that been something that you've had to cultivate, you know, as you've moved and navigated through spaces?
0: I mean, can I use language, you know, like, yeah, like like, I mean, shit, I don't know that I, I don't know that I've had it or that you master it or that it's uh, I think it's a daily practice. I think there's days where I'm honestly cowardice you know and I think there are days you know you're talking about John Lewis and the thing I like to remember about him is he's the first person knocked out on Bloody Sunday you know he just Mm -hmm. thought he was walking across the bridge but he's the first person to take a baton to the back of the head Uh, like he wouldn't he's not telling you had he known that would have happened things might have been different you know like Mm -hmm. no one knew what was on the other side of that bridge Uh, sometimes you just gotta walk So I I can't say that I'm like this, like wildly. I think I'm just walking in the direction that I've been told to walk in, that I feel is the right direction to walk in. Do I know what's on the other side of the bridge? No. Have I received batons? Yes. Have I received love? Yes. Am I going to keep walking? Yes. Uh, I think courage to me is about walking without knowing, you know, like living in that unknown space, having the courage to not know um but to walk anyway uh so i I wouldn't say i'm this like wildly courageous person but i have enough courage today to keep walking one foot in front of the other
1: Mm. yeah i'm just i'm sitting with that uh (laughs) one of the things that, that was moving um most recently is that you know i saw your um ig live um ig story around um, sharing more about the narrative and kind of keeping the narrative alive um around the loss of life of elijah mclean um, someone shook me yeah yeah i had to pause it a few times to get all the way through um but can you talk to me even in in your sharing of and con- keeping the narrative in motion and because there's something weird about about his loss of life that i'm like i don't understand why this one isn't picking up steam um, or why people aren't talking more about this? Um, can you talk about maybe the importance of storytelling, and maybe from the lens of the the, the narrative that you talked a lot about with um, Elijah McClain?
0: I mean, on a historical standpoint, story is the thing that keeps things alive, right? Like up until very recently, the storyteller, you know, the griot, uh, was the most revered person in a in a community. Uh, because they were your historians and your scholars and your teachers uh, and your entertainers. You know, they did it all. Um, we have transitioned to a place where we think story is just entertainment, but but what if you can entertain and reveal and entertain and awaken and entertain and enlighten and entertain and, you know, warn. Uh, I, I can't tell you why Elijah didn't pick up the steam that others picked up partially i think maybe because uh you know it was actually like it's returning right it was it was it's not as present right i believe it's over a year old the incident uh and so someone brought it back into the into the cycle uh or the consciousness uh and also it wasn't on camera like mm-hmm. the, there is something about that camera thing uh that people are seeing what certain communities have always known, uh, so it wasn't on camera, is one thing. But I just know that like that transcript absolutely shook me. And you know, I'm not going to repeat it here, and people can look it up. And it's 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 definitely available. And uh, I just felt like I had to tell that story because I resonated with it more mm-hmm. uh, than. Uh, than the George Floyd you know or I resonated with him more than the Breonna Taylor like all of those are fucked up and shitty and are consistent and shouldn't be happening but I think our job as artists or creators or storytellers or humans is to uh, is is to be honest with what resonates with us right Um, and and then ask oh why does this resonate with me so much Uh, what is what is what is happening in here I often feel like you know, when I read that transcript, oh Elijah was in my heart. It was a visitation. Uh when something moves me and I and, and I'm moved to to create or write or look at my own life through it, it's 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 because it's because I've 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 been entered, you know, like like Elijah was like, Oh, you know, like do you see this? Uh and and I felt like it was my job to uh not my job, I don't know. I just I just, that, that story broke my heart, you know, and, and uh, I identified with a kid who would do anything to survive, um, and he even says it in his own words, and I have felt that way as a body of color, that I would do anything to survive, uh, and I often have done anything to survive, um, and I'm just very grateful that I've survived. Mm-hmm so wild that like you know there's certain people in this world who never have to think about they think survival is paying their rent and and food you know but there's certain communities who have to pay their rent food and exist without being a threat
1: mm. yeah i i was having a conversation with with some friends the other not too long ago but you know it's just it it's interesting that the little things that and not even little things but externally little things that you wouldn't think would be a factor or a factor for folks of color right that even i was talking even uh, towards early the earlier part of the quarantine this whole covid that we're dealing with you know i had reservations around even having to wear a mask right where it was like you know that for me made me feel uncomfortable as a black man to have to put on a mask because of the implications of, of what putting on a mask or having your face covered could really mean Mm -hmm. and be threatening to other people in particular spaces right or even Mm -hmm. just the the fear of driving you hear the police you see the police lights right and immediately heart drops right and then you're like oh shit is it is it it my turn right And, and knowing that you know not even knowing that hey they're going somewhere else or they're not even worried or thinking about you but just that that level of kind of trauma that's just based in the body, just based off of how you exist. It's, 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 it's in, because like other folks, you don't have to deal or worry about that. Right. That even think about those kind of things. It was something that happened yesterday that I thought about. And I just for myself chuckled, right. That, you know, I went in target purchased something and they were like, Hey, do you want a bag? And for me, it's like, I'm going to take a bag, even though I don't need one, because I don't want you to think that. (laughs) Right. It's things like that, that we have to consider process. Um, that, you know, other folks don't have the burden to have to think about all the time, or have the option to opt out of.
0: Yeah, well said, you know, I pray all the time, like, all the time, I I I, I, I pray that I have the courage to like, I've been arrested twice. And part of it is they're my fault for opening my mouth. Um, and, or they're not my fault. Maybe that's part of the narrative and the problem. Yeah. Uh <laughs> cause I was just speaking. Um, and, and I pray that like driving home at night when I see a oh, man, like I just still get that, that tightness in my chest and I hate that. And I want to be better than that, you know, but I'm not yet. Uh, and I I do, I know that feeling and, and I, and I, and I know how many people share that feeling and I would love to be beyond that. And maybe I won't be beyond it until society is beyond it, but also maybe I can, get to a place where I can move beyond that I don't know but like I fucking hate that feeling so much
1: I think it's a good it's a good segue into uh, you know um I had a chance to check out your um New York Times kind of video essay um I'm an actor of color my curls aren't wanted um it it was a lot of things it was it was a short video essay but I kept pausing it because it was so many things that you kept saying I'm like shit, I get, yeah, I I understand, I feel, yes, yes, you're, you're putting words to a feeling, um, even, like, I think was something, I'm probably misquoting you, but it's, like, you can be the best to stand out while still blending in, and there was just so much in that, that just kind of really resonated, um, what birthed that, that, and, you know, has that, does that speak directly to your experience, um, as a working actor in, in the field? It does
0: speak directly to my experience uh for sure I mean I wish I, I wish I could say like I I made some of it you know romanticized but I really didn't like of course you know uh, we we, god man we are good dancers bodies of color like uh the because we're dancing all the time um and you and you got the quote right I mean it's it's, it's basically along the lines of like your job is to stand out but also to fit in all at the same time, you know, uh, to know your difference but also to know your difference, to like hold and honor your difference but also like don't hold and honor your difference too much, you know, like we are constantly juggling our, our, our bodies and our identities and what people think of us and what we think of ourselves, like this unbelievable balance like we're seeing ourselves you know that's that classic dubois like double consciousness like seeing myself through the eyes of someone else how they see me uh i have to see how you see me how you want to see me what you expect of me and then i have to see if i'm going to match that uh fight it and what are the consequences to fighting it right like it's already confusing because you're like oh that's fucking confusing that's what we have to do all the time but part of it is we become so good at it, some of us, we don't even think about it. And so when we start thinking about it, we're like, oh, shit, that's that's a lot. And you try to explain it to some people, and they're like, no, no that's not true. Because they can't get it. Uh, that is my experience in in Hollywood. And, and I love being in Hollywood now as I start to have this new relationship to my body and my 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 place in this world and how I use my body because... I work in an industry, and I'm very grateful to work, where I portray what we think society is, right? Like, I'm this weird sort of spy inside of a system that's telling you what society is, but it's not really what society is, and so I have to fit that image of what society is, but it's not really it, uh, (laughs) if any of that makes sense. you know, and so I, I am grateful for my place in Hollywood. Um, and I'm grateful for what it's taught me about my own body. And I'm grateful for the ways uh, it has made me, even on the days where it made me hate my body and want to change it uh, because that brought me closer to loving and accepting myself. Um, but but that's, that's definitely in it. Yeah, Hollywood has been a big part of my life and, and choosing to be an actor. Uh, but choosing to be sort of conscious about what that means as a body of color. Uh, so yeah, that's, that piece is, is true.
1: Mm. I always like to know, you know, especially when chatting with other creatives, it's like, how did you, what sparked the, or how'd you catch the acting bug? Like, what was the the kind of moment where you were like, this is where I belong in terms of the work and how I want to show up in this particular way?
0: Oh, easy. I it was like three moments, you know, like the first one is uh, I saw Peter Pan on Broadway uh, with my dad and I was like, yo, flying looks dope. I want to fly like that. Um, you know, and then the, I remember my dad saying, you're never going to be that. Peter's a white woman. Um, and because, you know, Peter was played by, by a woman, a young lady at those times on Broadway. And, and I took that as such a painful thing like he shot down my dreams but he didn't uh you know he was just he was just telling sort of telling it how it was uh and then that sort of never left me I had this massive imagination and then I saw John Leguizamo on Broadway mm. and that uh oh giving me chills uh, I saw myself I saw myself being listened to like I, I don't know if that is palpable for some people because they see themselves all the time, right? Like all my white friends could easily create the biopic of their life. I could not, I didn't have people who looked like me to be my biopic, you know? Um, And I saw John Leguizamo telling the story of his life and I saw a thousand white people listening to him and laughing and crying and smiling and clapping. And I said, there's a place for me, you know, there's a place for me. Um, So that gave me courage. You talk about courage, right? Like those are one of the little ingredients that gave me courage to keep walking forward. Um, And I still don't know where I'm headed, but I'm still walking. Uh, But definitely John Leguizamo, like uh, was was a life-changing moment for me, yeah. Uh
1: Wow. You, you, you tapped on this whole idea of representation, right? And how that's, that's kind of influential. Do you see your role um, as an actor to be that for someone else? Um, kind of how John Leguizamo was that, that for you in that way?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. That's like, I, I, I need to create content. I need to keep playing the game so that one young brown boy and girl sees themselves, not sees themselves as some extraordinary thing and not as a drug dealer and not as, as like a normal person, as like a normal person with a normal mother and father, right? Like I don't come from these extreme, like I don't have this like extreme, story of my childhood of like you know depravity and this and that like I come from two normal brown people who were doing their best to survive and that's the truth of America. Uh, There's a bunch of us who are just doing our best to survive and we're not doing that through illegal means or wild means or you know like being gigolos or you know we're just normal people and and the more we have this sort of normal storytelling with bodies of color the more the world begins to see themselves as it is and so it's hugely important to me that that i that i keep going that i keep uh pushing the boundaries that i keep believing that i keep walking that i keep creating my own content so that yeah young you know, little boys and girls see themselves, because uh, it's important that we see ourselves.
1: And in that vein, you're speaking about, you know, as a content creator and a creative, like, how do you, how do you keep, like, what, how do you recharge? You know, one of the things that I've found. Um, Good question. <laughs> yeah, <listen>. <laughs> That's what I was going to say As a, as a creative, for me, it's, it's been a, a bouncing out of figuring out what, what's the best way to recharge and really reapproach approach uh, the work that I'm doing. And so, you know, I ask um, generally to know but i have also, the nosiness in me wants to know, like, <laughs> does anybody else have any other tips to help? So how do you, how do you keep your, uh, your creativity uh, cup full? Creating
0: is not, creating ain't hard for me. Rest is hard for me. Right, like uh trust is hard for me, um patience uh, allowing uh trusting God's time versus my human time, you know, like trusting that like I can't see the whole picture um, yeah, I'll use this actual like moment like i'm I'm talking to you from Miami from my family's home, uh I've been here over a month, I haven't spent a month with my family since I've been. You know nineteen years old uh I haven't been this present probably since I was nineteen years old like i haven't re- i feel like I haven't relaxed or unwound or let go in you know over a decade truly it like breaks my heart, but it's like what a what a what a gift you know because because I've been so caught up in the cycle of of do more be more. Right, Elijah, God bless, like I'll do anything to survive more, uh, create more, see me more, sh- uh um I-, I have a place in this more, right? Like everything was just to like prove my own, like, uh, you know, I'm worth it. Um more that I never really landed or stopped to hustle or appreciated. Uh because I was like, what more do I have to do to create to, to be that, you know, s- sadly, that hero to, to, to show the brown boys and the girls, you know, like, look, 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 I'm here. Like, but I was, you know, really kind of driving myself into this nightmare of a place that I couldn't escape from. You know, uh, this endless, this endless, 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 you know, in Buddhism, you know, they talk about the hungry ghosts. Mm hmm the hungry ghost will never be satisfied. Uh, And I was really going there. Uh, And I was creating not out of a place of, God, the writing I've been doing while I'm home is so beautiful because it's genuine. Because it's not out of like, I need to do more. It's out of like, oh, I love this. I'm excited to write this. This energizes me. Like this heals me in creating. Um, If creatives can get to a place where what they create, it's like regenerative. When it comes out of them, it's also healing them and nourishing them. That's a beautiful place. But When we're stuck in the cycle of I have to create to heal, to pay my rent, to to do this, to be seen more. Uh, Out, out, out. It's just like this vomiting, but nothing coming in become dangerous and I feel like that was my experience for a really long time. Uh and many artists experience, you know, that I know. Uh so so I'd say how do you stay creative is you have to learn to, to, to rest and to sit back and to allow. Um and that's like not easy. Isn't that wild? You know, the most sort of this thing of surrender, you know, like oof, it's hard.
1: It is. It is. And you, you you touched on something that's that you know I struggle with as well that that whole idea of need tie almost tying worth to work to your worth or work to your value, um, and that can be a, a very dangerous. And I'm I'm only speaking off of experience and what I'm working with myself is that that can be very dangerous because you know you're trying to be seen, trying to put your work out there um and you know sometimes if it's not coming from that like you mentioned that healing space but more like how do i make money or how do i raise my profile or do those things it can be so draining and to your point of you know we also almost have to do 10 times more 10 times better we have to show up mm-hmm. in a completely really different way just to even be acknowledged not even just even in the, like hey you're in the room we're not even talking about the quality of your work but we're just saying hey you're in the room right that 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 can that's that can weigh and toll on you in so many different ways so
0: true so true i mean attaching i, I think everyone maybe not i mean, i think everyone sort of does this subtly but it's what you're saying you know it's like 10 times more things right all the things we have to consider but i was And I probably still am. You know, I'm not going to say was. I'm not this, like, I've not reached enlightenment in Miami during a pandemic. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Maybe when I get off this call. Uh, But, like, I, yeah, attaching value to work, to work, attaching value to work, or my worth to my work, um, because I can't seem to to give it to myself or or know it in myself. And, And that is an endless, that is a hungry ghost cycle. That is an endless, endless cycle because uh, there's this there's this quote uh, in Zen that you know, as soon as you set a goal, you are inherently saying that where you are is not enough, hmm. and I, I return to that a lot, like a lot, uh, because it's it's definitely not saying be passive, right? It's not saying like don't don't want to make anything don't want to be that role model don't like it's not saying that but it is telling the truth right as soon as you say like i have to get to be i have to get there i have to do this i'm gonna do this i'm not honoring what's here right um how can we how can we trust the stream right because the stream is moving us and I feel like often I've been rowing the boat in the wrong direction, you know, like, like fighting the stream. Um, I don't, I think about worth a lot. I mean, yeah, what you brought up is so true. I think about worth and my work a lot because I have put, and it doesn't fucking help that we have social media and all this stuff that like literally they created systems where we get liked. Yep. You know how dangerous that is? Like, yo, I'm going to like you. How many people liked me? That language is poisonous. It's poisonous. Uh, truly. I mean, poisonous. Like, that shit is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really dangerous. Um, because, because it's literally saying you're not worth as much as someone else, which is fucking crazy. Uh, it's crazy that I can say that and still participate in it.
1: Yeah. but i like yeah. to
0: think that that's the beginning of some sort of consciousness now i'm like either going to use it or i'm going to like cut it off completely you know and i've done both in different times uh yes i mean worth is woof, and it is harder in these days than i often think in other times in history truly mm. at the same time i learned about every protest through social media, you know, like (laughs) I really, really like, isn't that cool? Like I was watching these videos, I'm sharing things, I'm learning things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm learning about great activists in the world. I'm learning about great work. Like I, I know where to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with a different protest. Where can I volunteer? Like I was learning things. I'm helping people. Um, so, so it does have, it does, it has something, uh, but it also carries with it a lot of pain um, and a lot of hurt. Uh, yeah, truly. Yeah.
1: So you mentioned you mentioned that you know during this the quarantine time you've been writing um, throughout some dope Zen quotes, how, how has mindfulness really been of, a, of an assistance for you um, just kind of as you've been navigating through your journey, and maybe what, is that, what does that look like for you?
0: It looks like an entire practice. I'm hoping to figure out one day. Uh <laughs> like uh yeah, my sitting practice is really important to me. Uh I've been doing it for twelve years now. Um and uh it, you know, literally whether that's a 40 minute sit or a or five minute sit, like it 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 is it is vital to me. Um or no sitting right like that's also part of it right like to be mindful that like my body doesn't need to sit today it needs to be mindful in another way it just needs to be present um that you can sit six hours a day but if you can't just be present with your family what's the point right if you can't just go play with your nephew some mini golf without needing to look at your phone why are you sitting like um I had a teacher once who, he, during this retreat, he kept asking me, why do you sit? And I would come back with a different answer every day. And he'd be like, oh, okay, why do you sit? And then I'd go and I'd be like, you know, to like, no, 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 And then he'd be like, okay. Uh, and then we'd go, why do you sit? And, you know, he said, why do you sit even chickens sit? Why do you sit? Like, what's what's special about your sitting? Animals sit all the time. Why do you sit? Uh, and I came to this place where I, I sit on a daily basis, but really on a moment to moment basis, cause that's mindfulness, right? Today, like I'm actually sitting while I'm in this conversation with you, um, to meet myself and to, you know, to go full circle around disruption and courage, like in sitting, I need to be courageous enough to meet a part of me I wasn't ready to meet. And to meet that part with love and to meet that part with kindness, but to really meet that part, honestly, not to hide from it, you know, to be disrupted by that, that me in me that I haven't met yet. Uh, And to be mindful of that, that like in me is still so much, so much anger, so much fear, so much rage, so much hurt. um, So much desire, right? Like, uh, to me that's mindfulness um to speak to you on this phone not from a place of like i get to talk on this because i figured it out but no like i'm having a conversation because i haven't figured it out uh because also life is not a problem to like solve you know like just because i'm but 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 i can be present with it uh yeah hmm.
1: And I say this, my listeners are sick of me saying it. but I say this, I feel like I I have a conversation with a guest and they always say something that's like extremely um, resonant with me in a particular moment of my life. So thank you for imparting those words that you just did. Um, I was sitting there scribbling on my notepad. um, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I like to do is always create space for um, my guests to kind of share some resources that may have been really beneficial for them on their journey. Um, And, you know, I'm sure it will resonate with um, the listeners. But, yeah, are there any resources that have been really impactful for you, Um, you know, whether book, podcast, movie, any anything across the spectrum um, that that was helpful for you?
0: Gosh, I mean, so many. You know, part of me is like, I don't want to go back. I want to like stick with what's present, um, because there's so many, right? Like, r- read them all. Go read some Ram Dass. You know, like go, you know, go do. You know, like if yeah, just go go lock yourself in a cabin somewhere and, uh, and you know, hop into the to any of the the literature and, um, but I you know, presently, uh. Movie. I'd say watch something fun. Like I don't know. I think at this moment, you know, when this all started, I felt so. God, my heart hurt so much, and I also felt insignificant. I felt mm-hmm. like I couldn't do anything to help. I felt small. I felt like I wanted to 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 fix things and save things and say the right words or create the right thing that would that would do something. Um, and it just was this weight on me that was really like driving me to someplace really unhealthy, probably had, like a three-day panic attack. Um, and I forgot how important it is to enjoy your life. Like even as things are happening, you still get to enjoy your life because that's how you can do better work in the world, right? Uh because you get to, not because you have to. Uh, and so if you're going to, you know, movie, I'd say just watch something enjoyable. I'm watching Shits Creek. Like, I really watch shows. And I'm like, this thing is amazing. It's so funny. It's so ridiculous. Like, uh, I love show.
1: <laughs> it's so
0: good. It's yes, so it good. I just, I've never seen it, you know. And, and it's funny. And it's, and it's 20 minutes. And it, and, it, and it allows me to just sort of uh, to laugh and to smile because, because we need that. Let's not forget that. Sugar does help the medicine go down. Um, um, we need that energy of, of humor and of laughter along with the rage and everything else, right? Like we can blend those and something really incredible can happen. Uh, as far as reading, I'm reading Walt Whitman right now. Uh, I'm reading some poetry and I'm reading a book that's about Walt Whitman's poetry to sort of dive in deeper to it. and. Uh, it's nice every once in a while to step away from like here's a book that's that's about you being a better person in the world uh i like to take breaks from needing to be a better person in the world and just being a person in the world uh and reading a book or reading a magazine or uh just watching shits creep reminds me uh i only have so much time to be a person in the world and to enjoy that experience uh I don't always have to be a better person and work on this and this and this because that is endless. Uh, so my advice for literature and stuff is like, read all the things, but also read some stuff that is just for joy, joy for joy's sake. Um, and I think poetry is good for that because it's, it, it requires, talking about mindfulness, um, a poem, you and I will never read the same poem, even if it has the same words. We're meeting it with our experiences. Uh, and so it comes alive in us in different ways. And so reading poetry is like a practice in learning how to be disruptive, it is a practice in learning how to be mindful, uh, is a practice in learning how to be moved.
1: Um, so yeah, that's what I got. Listen, I wanna, one, I want to say thank you for that because you know we, we, it was a gentle nudge, a reminder for myself because I'm that guy. You know, Most of the books I read are like, how to do you better and how to you know yeah. self-help books and those kind of books and it was a gentle reminder i was like on oh, my amazon cart, i need to i have a whole uh list of books that aren't related to that it's just leisure reading books that are just for fun like comic all that kind of stuff and i haven't in the last few months tapped into that side as much and so um, I appreciate you. Know, you out of the what well, we're at almost ninety over ninety episodes, we I haven't had anyone approach that question from that perspective, um, but it's needed, right? You know, we we have to balance out that joy and just like you said, which was really powerful. It's just just remembering how to be a human, right? We're always trying to be better, do better, but just just be you. And just watch Shit's Greek, <laughs> or just be yeah. you and just <laughs> read something that is just, unrelated. and don't feel
0: bad about it. And don't feel yep. bad about it. Like, man, the people who feel bad about, like, I watched a TV show, like, don't feel bad about it. If you feel bad about it, then don't do it. Like if you're feeling bad about something you're doing, don't do it. Like that's the, that's the cycle, you know, and, and I'm with you. I read those books too, like crazy, you know, how to be a better human because, because it's also in our air it's in the it's in the air we breathe like this society is not encouraging you to be it's encouraging you to like they wouldn't make money if they told us just to be they make money if they tell us to be this to buy these clothes to buy this juice to buy this book to buy this kombucha like we need to be something we're not in order for the economy to move forward but what happens if we just were what we were and we let the economy come to us. I don't know, you know, like it's, it's, it's looking at it in reverse. Um, and I'm not saying don't read those books, right? You know, like for me, believe me, I got them in my cart too. But I go like one, 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 one. Like I just take turns, you know, and fuck yeah, read the comics. Um, you know, I just watched Old Guard on Netflix and then I ordered the, the graphic novels. I was like, yeah, this is good. See, that's this in my cart good. too. That's in my yeah. cart too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like,
1: I'm excited to read these. Thank you. I appreciate I really appreciate that perspective. Um, Yeah, it's powerful. So as we uh, cap cap this conversation, one of the questions that I I like to leave my listeners with um, and it's always get a grunt and groan. because It's a heavier question. But um, (laughs) for you and and the work that you do, uh, Chris, and how you show up, you know, have you thought about legacy? And maybe what does that look like for you? Um, yeah. Uh,
0: well, yeah. Uh, um, what we talked about earlier, I think legacy is, uh, I'm going to change the word legacy to intention. Mm. Um, I think about my intention and I think about, uh, Legacy, I think, can really leave you towards that cycle of, of never enjoying your life, you know? Uh, to quote, it's like that Alan Watt quote. He says, if a song were just the beginning and the end, you would never dance. But a song has all these other moments and, and you have to be, you have to listen to it, to dance in it. Um, and you can't wait for the end, you know, you can't be expecting the end because you'll never enjoy the song. I'll never dance. Uh, I think legacy is kind of like constantly thinking about the end of the song. Uh, And if I'm thinking about the end of the song, I'll never dance. And I wanna dance. That's what I wanna do. I wanna dance in my life. And so intention allows me to dance. I have an intention to dance, to be present for people, for myself even, especially for myself, so I can be present for others. to love, to laugh, uh, yeah. Intention over legacy. Today, in this moment, in this conversation.
1: Listen, I love it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, having these conversations early in the morning, you know, for me, it always kind of sets the day. Um, for me yeah uh, you're so lucky <laughs> <laughs> I bet <laughs> you me. like just you just you just constantly are nourishing yourself yeah yeah, oh well, part of that is the, the podcast has done that I, I definitely um can say that that it's it's provided me um the ability to chat with folks um that just have a lot of information and a lot of great um nuggets to share, and you know i'm I'm always say i'm blessed to be able to share that with other folks and to really just, you know, keep the conversation going with people like you and I just want to say thank you for this conversation. It was it was great. And yeah, uh taking the time out. You know, I said this in the beginning, you know, it, oftentimes with this podcast, it's a shot in the dark. I'm sending a random email to somebody that I see on Instagram that is pretty dope and these episodes tend to be the people that respond back and say like, hey, yeah, let's chat. So, you know, that that that's something I always think about in the back of my mind. So I'm glad that we were able to um, be in orbit with each other and, and have this kind of uh, dialogue.
0: I'm super grateful we connected and I'm grateful for
1: the art you made. I mean
0: I think that's how I can that's how I like found you or commented, you know, you had made some art for, for Pooja and this artist and it was really, really incredible. And I was like, that font game is sick. So <laughs> thank, thank you.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> she got the gift. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, how can my listeners be in contact with you? Um, of course, this information will be in the description of the podcast. But for my auditory folks, what are the best ways for them to get in contact with you?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, if you just, uh, my Instagram, which is uh, Christopher double underscore Rivas. If you know Christopher Rivas he's got the original one hit me up because i would like it uh <laughs> you don't even use it uh but just my instagram or my website christopherrevas.com and uh there are ways to reach out and to connect and uh and to chat and all of those kinds of things but but yeah uh that's it it's, uh it's all there It's I'm, I'm i'm findable you know for whatever it means i'm findable uh but yeah i love this conversation i'm really grateful and uh you know reminds me of some of the things i need to continue to practice right it's all
1: it's all all part of the practice all part of the practice good brother thank you thank you so much It is in gratitude that I say thank you for listening to this episode of the Mindful Rebel Podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow us on your favorite podcast platforms that include Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and TuneIn. If you want to learn more about the work that I do as a mindfulness practitioner, Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, and Graphic Designer, you can check out my website. That's SeanJMoore.com. Again, that's SeanJMoore.com. Thank you again, and I hope this platform serves you in your own personal growth and development.